In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today we have uh, at least two great readings. In some ways you have the psalm, and, and uh, not that they aren't always great readings, but there's some sermons that, some readings that lend themselves to sermons better than others, for sure. It's always, always a disappointment when there's like two of them on the same day. But we'll, we'll talk real quick about um, about the golden calf, only because it's only because it's just a, a powerful uh, message of of um, of how we often can be, um, where where God has just said, "Do not make any graven image or bow down to any idols," and twenty minutes later, they're making graven images and bound down to golden calves, and God's just like, that's it, I'm taking them out. Um, and, and you have Moses just just pleading with God, um, don't do that, right? Um, but they're stiff-necked people, they're, you know, they just won't listen, and so um, it's, it's, it's a great passage about just the way in which not only, not only Moses intervenes um, when, when God says, you know, maybe we could just start all over with just you and your kids. He's like, no, you've already made this covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Israel, right? That you need to, you need to fulfill this. What, what would everybody say if you just rescued, rescued your people from Egypt and brought them out into the wilderness and killed them out here? Um, just let, you know, let me talk to them. We'll, we'll get this sorted out. They won't do it again. Um, but it's 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 a it's a powerful way in which which Moses acts as a leader in this in this aspect, and indeed acts as a shepherd for for his sheep, who's, who's willing to stand up even to the sheep shepherd um, in order in order for the for for the people of God to be saved. Right. Fast forward that to to Jesus. Um, in, in, in these these parables that are that are among my favorite parables, not the least because even I can come up with arts and crafts ideas for this for these. You know, if I can come up with something creative, now you know. Like, oh, these are great. But they're they're, they're great anyway because there's underneath this these very simple parables, simple in that that we've heard them our whole lives. Um, is a really, a really deep and profound um, theological, theological shift and change and transformation, one that we don't fully appreciate um, even today, um, as, as, as we'll see in a minute. But, but Jesus gets, gets people grumbling. He's eating with the sinners and tax collectors, eating with the very people he just told the, all of the people to go when you have a dinner party, invite these people to the dinner party, and not your friends to the dinner party. And now Jesus is having a dinner party with all these other people, and they're like, ah, we just thought you were saying that, just as like hyperbole. We didn't think you meant it. And they, they doesn't he know who he's eating? He's eating, receiving. So Jesus tells, tells these parables. And these are the first two, and we had the parable of the, the lost son or sons 
Um, the third one, big back earlier in, in Lent. Um, but these are the, the first two to sort of lead into that. Uh, which of you, if you, if you had, uh, if you were a shepherd and had a hundred sheep and one of them got lost, wouldn't go off, go off and look for it? And now Jesus is doing a couple things here. The first is that, that he's, he's, he's alluding to the fact of that they're, they're shepherds. Right? That you are the people, the keeper of Israel, that this talked about in, in the prophets like Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and those, that, that the leaders of Israel are set to act like shepherds. Which is a great sort of image, but, but when, when, when Jesus says, which of you, if you're a shepherd, um, does this, isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily, you know, a great um, image for, for who they think they are. They wouldn't want to be shepherds. Shepherds, we've glorified shepherds, as we've talked about before. Shepherds are sort of lowly. It'd be like, which of you, if you bag groceries at Ingalls, wouldn't immediately pull out paper instead of plastic? You know, I mean, it's that same sort of thing that, you know, like, what are you assuming that this is my station in life? But, you know, because shepherds are, for one, can never really be fully clean in the law. Right? They're always dealing with dead animals. They're always dealing with unclean. They're always, they're always breaking the law. And having to, you know, make sort of reparations in order to become ritually clean. And so it's not really seen as, even, even seen as a lowly employee to begin with. It's not, um, it's, it's one that's it's distasteful just because you'll always be ritually defiled. And for a Pharisee or a scribe, they certainly wouldn't want that. The second thing that Jesus does is, he says, which of you, you lost a sheep? That is, you lost a sheep. Not the sheep wandered off, not the sheep went away, but you lost a sheep. And, and this is a, you know, this is a big deal even for our culture when you, you sort of make that, you know, we're never wanting to be blamed for anything. But in that culture, even still in the Middle East, even now they'll say things like, if you drop your pencil, They'll say, like, my pencil left me. Like, it's not you that's dropped the pencil. It's the pencil has left you. And so now Jesus is, is doubly putting a square thing on them. Which of you, who's a shepherd, loses a sheep, isn't going to have to go get it? You're going to leave the other sheep, and you're going to go find it. For one, if there's a hundred sheep, nobody just owns a hundred sheep. Like the village owns a hundred sheep, or a rich guy owns a hundred sheep, and you're working for them, and you'll be held accountable. So which of you, if you're going to be held accountable, isn't going out and searching for that sheep? In the same way that Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, uh, you're accountable, by the way. And, and in this, of course, this, this image of the shepherd going in search of the sheep, Sheep, um, you know, once they get lost, they just get scared and frightened, and they'll just sit down and shiver and bleat and just cry out. So now you're in a now you're in a race, you know, against the wolves or whatever else to, who, who's going to devour this this sheep. And when you find it, as it says, that he has to pick it up and put it on his shoulders because the sheep won't move. He can't put a like even a rope 
shaking and shivering, and so they pick it up and put it on and bring it back. And so, and so here is a, is a, is a, a great image of, of what it is that repentance is. Um, as Jesus says, there's more joy for this one sinner that repents. Um, what, is, what is repentance? Repentance is, you know, the sheep doesn't really do anything. It's just allowing yourself to be found by God. Um, allowing yourself to be carried by God. And we see that even more, perhaps, in the, in the, in the story with the woman. Which of you, if you're a woman who has ten coins and you lose was isn't going to like sweep the floor and light a lamp and look for it everywhere. Oftentimes, over, I think, I think we've passed this now. For a long time, this was like, maybe this is a coin that a woman had in her wedding jewelry and she lost it and it's really bad. No, this is a woman who's just in charge of the money. We don't, we don't, I mean, I know it's a little bit ridiculous that women might could be in charge of money, but that's, that's really what Jesus is saying here, right? He's making, you know, in Luke's gospel too, and Jesus Every time there's a there's a man here or there's a woman here. I mean, Jesus, there's a, there's he's changing this entirely. He's saying, which woman, this good woman, isn't going to light her lamp, sweep her floor? Which of you, if you've lost a hundred dollars in your in your house, isn't going to be searching all over for your hundred dollar bill until you find it? I know it's in here somewhere, right? You're lighting your lamp, even your five dollar bill, you're looking all over for it, right? I mean, you're not, it doesn't have to be much, but I, I was in, I was in, um, I think I was in Plymouth, Massachusetts one time, uh, like the little houses that you could go in and, and see the old, like, pilgrim houses and things, and, you know, they're just dark, they're dirt floors, and all of a sudden it became real clear to me, like, yes, if I dropped a coin in this, I'm searching for it. In fact, I think, I think one vacation Bible school, I had a golden dollar and put it out in the playground to hide for kids to find it. We never found it. Like, I never found it. Like, it just was gone. Um, but, again, Jesus is comparing this woman finding her coin, finally, to a sinner coming and being redeemed by God. Now, the sheep, at least, can sit there and cry out. The coin's not doing anything. The coin's just there. And again, you're just allowing yourself to be found by God. And I'll tell you, you know, in our, our sort of, our sort of, we still have, even in the Episcopal Church, you know, all around us sort of that remnants of you need to do something to be saved. There's something you need to do. You need to confess your sins. You need to be baptized. You need to come forward. You need to cry out. You need to repent. You need. There's all these things that we think we need to do in order to be received and redeemed by God. And in reality, it's just allowing ourselves to be found by God. And that's... That's such a, that's such a, a, a blessing compared to, to what often gets put forth. That, that there's something you need to do. Now, I mean, obviously, 
God wants us to be transformed. But as far as be found, because um, I don't know about you, but there's, there's been times in my life where, where in reality, there's, there's not much I want to do. You know what I mean? That you can't even cry out. You're just, you're sort of in that state where you can't fix it anyway. You just can let God come upon you and, and, and carry you through. And then the last part of this, this, these parables are just powerful as well, which is just this is, there should be celebration. When people are restored into the kingdom of God, you should celebrate. We talked about this at our retreat, about celebration, about joy, and being joyful in the Lord. There's just celebration. The, the sheep is found. We celebrate. The coin is found. We celebrate. If you keep going in the next parable, the son is found. We celebrate. So the father goes out to the son who, who, who stuck around, in this case, the Pharisees, scribes, and the father says, you need to come in and celebrate. Right? Your brother is dead, but now he's here. We need to celebrate. When, and Jesus is basically saying today to the Pharisees and the scribes who he's addressing, you lost these sheep. You were responsible for these sinners, these tax collectors, and they got lost. I'm doing your job, basically. And you're grumbling when you should be celebrating, when you should be rejoicing. Because these brothers of yours who were lost are now found. These sisters of yours who were lost are now found. These children of Abraham who were lost are now found. And they're restored. And there's rejoicing in heaven, and there should be rejoicing. And there's such a there's such power in in these in these parables of exactly how God wants us to be as as a church and as a fellowship and as a community of rejoicing and celebration of reaching out and seeking and of understanding that repentance really is just letting God find you and you didn't do anything special right. You may have just got picked up first, as God is picking up sheep along the way. But there's nothing more special about us than the person down the street, the person over there, the person over here. That all who allow God to just to lift them up, not only are, are restored and saved, but our cause for celebration, for the whole community to rejoice, to party. And, and that's a great image and a, and a great blessing that we're invited into um, in the church, um, which, which sometimes can just be a little bit too formal. And God is saying, let's celebrate on that note.